Welcome to Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, hail the king, follow the bread man, and know how to spell Capo Caco, then you've tuned to the right place. And now, here are your handsome hosts, Kevin Delury and Paul Cuthbert. They're not always going to get it right, but you can be damn sure they'll pretend they are. Now, let's go Rangers Radio. Good evening and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Go Rangers Radio. Right here on the Go Hockey Media Radio's network, broadcasting live from New York, baby. Wednesday, January 8th, 2020, baby. Yours truly, Mr. Paul Cupper. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, your friend and mine, Mr. Kevin DeLore, KD. How you feeling, baby? Fired up. Wait, say, we that, have ag- say that again, KD. What are you? Fi- fired up. <laughs> we got... The guys from We Bleed Blue coming in later in the show for our first ever, Paulie. First ever interview. Guest. First guest on the show ever. We get the Chess Yorkin. Say it with me, Paulie. Chess Yorkin. Chess Yorkin. Chess Yorkin. Igor Chess Yorkin. Last night they were saying Chess Yorkin. But according (laughs) to some of the Russian hockey people I follow, it's, as I've been saying, Chess Yorkin. So you know. Knows. I do. You. I know. You've always we also, known. We also have the Leah Sanderson soap opera that is going on, which is coming, becoming out of control, to be honest. So it's going to be a great show. Paulie, I normally have three white mango white claws before the show. I'm so <laughs> pumped up. I had five. <laughs> So if I, I start if I start dozing off halfway through, just yell and wake me up. All right, I can tell. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm literally looking forward to talking <laughs> to Brendan and Joe tonight because I'm tired of talking to you. All right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, here we go. After 42 games, your New York Rangers are 2018-4, six points out of the wild card position currently, seventh in the Metro, 23rd in the league, and 13 points behind the New York Icelanders, who we have three dinner dates with this month coming up uh, after the Devils and St. Louis this week. And uh, last time me and you talked, um, it was uh, Friday, January 3rd. We did a quick cast, and the Rangers had lost their third in a row. Uh, you know, going into Vancouver, they had lost their third in a row. And uh, I had said last week before this game last night – that there was no way in hell that the New York Rangers were going to win that game last night. And to my defense, KD, nobody told <laughs> excuses. me they were Here putting Igor in the net, baby. They had a little <laughs> chesty sauce to the game last night, and I didn't know that, so I want to pass. No, and, and you know what? And, and when we were talking, we were definitely, you know, pretty down on the team at that point after the two uh, – the two first games of that oh, Western Quinn. Canadian trip, Get rid of him. yeah, that we we were a little tough on Quinn. Even I was, and I'm I'm like pretty much the biggest Quinn defender, you know, on the planet right now. 
Um, and, and even I was questioning a little bit of what's going on. But I did say, Paulie, whereas you were completely wrong, as usual, oh, that hurt, um, I was completely right, as usual. And I discussed that even if they went into Vancouver and lost, as long as the process and the way that they played was was the right way and changed, you know, the shots on goal and things like that, I, I would still be happy and I would still view it as a positive. And that's exactly what happened. You know, that was a game they probably should have won. The defense really came that night after letting up 40-plus goals two nights in a row or two games in a row in Calgary and Edmonton. And, and despite the loss, you know, they looked very good in that game. And, and it seemed to carry over you know, into the Colorado game. The, the defense, the last two games, it may have been the two best defensive efforts that I've seen from this team all year. Holt, you know what, buddy? I can't wait until 9.30 when Brendan and Joe come on. This is, this is <laughs> sickening. You were stalk-raving mad just like the rest of us at the end of that episode last week. Come on, give me a break. You're sickening. Now, it's, uh... uh... Look, they did it. I, look, I'm always the first one to say, prove me wrong, baby. And they did it last night. But it looked good for me there, down 2 nothing in the first period there. Uh, a little shaky. But, man, did you hear everything else? The defense looked good. Uh, not as many errors as usual. Uh, they spread the scoring around a little bit last night. But, come on, Colorado was tired. I think they played the night before. The altitude adjustment and all that stuff. It's only one game, KD. The pain can come back. Right back tomorrow night against Jersey, buddy. Well, buddy. and if it go, I was going to say, and if it go continues, you know, with the trends that it's been all year, they will lose tomorrow because, as you've said time and again, the only thing consistent about this team is that they're inconsistent. Yes, so you. you know, to come off, you know, a big win against Colorado, they had the nice effort against Vancouver, even though they lost. You think, hey, maybe they're they're starting to figure it out. So you know. We've thought that a couple of times this season, and then, you know, they went right back down the tube. So, you know, I expect a and, – and I've been pretty good at predicting these this year, Paulie. I, I, I predict a loss <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> against the Devils just because of what's been happening all year. It's their M.O. Well, I'll tell you what. Before we get to New Jersey and the St. Louis game this weekend and then, you know, Islanders next week and all that other stuff, and there's some fun stuff coming up, and Brendan and Joe from We Bleed Blue – uh, com are coming on a little later to talk about. We'll have a lot of fun. They have the Coliseum Invasion uh, going on there uh, next week as well, too. But let's let's sit back and, and talk about last night. Let's enjoy it. Uh, I think everybody in Ranger Land, Ranger Podcast, Ranger Media, everything else, uh, ourselves included here, uh, when are they going to bring Igor up? The goaltending situation, what's going on here? Hank, Georgie, uh, it's facing a lot of rubber. Uh, we going to get prospects. What's going on? And then, sure enough... And we talked about this, too. Like I was always saying, there's the two most important guys watching this team right now, especially through the struggles that they were going through before the game last night, is J.D. and Gorton. And obviously, uh, you know, I'm always looking for Quinn to shake things up and stuff like that. And sure enough, they did. And I, it caught everybody by surprise, which was fantastic. And the kid comes in there last night, uh, does a hell of a job, uh, 29 saves. They get the win against the highest scoring team in the league right now. I'm an Avs fan, you know, on the side there. I used to live in Colorado. I love what they're doing there, too. They're, they've got so much talent there uh, up and down that squad. And, uh, yeah, they were a little tired, a little traveling stuff. But uh, I'm not going to take anything away from the Rangers turning things around last night. But talk, you take me through it. I, I was working last night, so I got to see bits and pieces and a lot of highlights. But, KD, take it through, you know, your, your feelings about, number one, the announcement that he was getting the start 
and then uh, you know take us through your vibes through the game. Yeah, I think pretty much just Jorkin pretty much just forced his way on the roster at this point. I mean, he led the AHL in, in wins, goals against, and save percentage. I, I just don't think the Rangers could justify having him down there any longer. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, it was a bit of a surprise to bring him up, especially against the Avalanche, who are one of the best offensive teams in the NHL. You know, might as well just throw the kid to the fire, you know, sink or swim. So, you know, it was a bit of a surprise. And, and, and the fact that they um, obviously still have Lundqvist and, and Georgiev up. So now you have this sort of three goalie rotation. And, and I'm sure we'll get into that after we discuss, you know, Shishjorkin's uh, performance last night. And, and you wonder how that's going to sort of work out. And, you know, when you're a goaltender, especially a young kid and, and you're in your first NHL game and, you know, you, I, I, you want to get a save early. You want to get a shot early. And, you know, he didn't get he didn't see his first shot on goal until almost the five minute mark. So he was sitting there in the crease waiting for that shot for five minutes. And of course, you know, in typical Ranger fashion, which, you know, <laughs> what else is the first shot on goal? Tip in right past some goal. So the first shot the kid sees, he had to wait five minutes to see it. And it ends up in the back of the net. And then, you know. The, like I said, mentioned earlier, the Rangers' defense was actually playing very well, and it's almost you, you almost didn't want them to because the kid, I'm sure, wanted to see some rubber. So now, you know, he made a nice save on the <laughs> next shot, and then the third shot he sees is a breakaway by McKinnon. So now he has three shots on goal, two of which have gone in. So, you know, that that is just absolutely not the way he wants to start, you know, his NHL uh, career. But, you know, put, give credit where credit due. The kid dug deep, you know, really showed some mental sort of fortitude there. And he only let in one more goal the rest of the way. You know, uh, you know some, a goaltender who may not be as mentally tough may have wilted there and uh, could have been out of there before the first intermission. But he hang, hung in there. And, uh, you know, I'm very encouraged from what I, when I saw. The kid is quick as lightning in there. He's like a cat in there, side to side. Post to post, his lateral movements are. are oh, he should have got that world. second goal. Come on, don't what? sugarcoat it. He should have got that second goal. He didn't get over there fast. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> he he really impressed. You know, he didn't have a ton of work, which was, I guess, is a good thing in his NHL debut against a team like the Avalanche, which is which is a good thing. But you know, from what I saw, you could see the skill level there. You know, if he can keep this up, he's going to have a nice long NHL career here the heir apparent to Henrik Lundqvist. And, you know, I was very encouraged with what I saw last night. Yeah, it's good stuff. I mean, put yourself, uh, you know, in his shoes. I mean, these Russian kids are just, uh, you know, for the most part, and especially in the goaltending side, what we've seen from Georgiev, um, outside I'm losing his cool there uh, a little bit uh, last week or so. But, uh, you know, just picture yourself, that kid getting called up, uh, it's also an NBC national game last night, too. So his buddy Milbury last night, and you know, was uh, – was there to give him credit and everything else, but uh, what a uh, what a what a disaster Milbury is. He's sitting. It's the third period. The kid is play, having a real good game, and he's saying he looks shaken in there, and and you know all, he's off his game or whatever he was saying. And what was great was is immediately after he said that, Chess Yorkin made like two or three like point blank saves, like right in a row. And Pierre is like, the kid is on his game right now, and it was just like radio silence from Milbury. It was fantastic. Yeah, well, you know, 
He does that quite a lot, quite often there on that show. If you it was unbelievable. Him. He's saying he doesn't look comfortable in there, and he's supposed to be the superstar, and, and I'm I, not you know, seeing it right now. And I don't get it. You know, Milbury's a veteran. He's a coach. He's played. He's an analyst and everything else. I mean, that's what I was trying to say before. Picture yourself, that kid, putting on that gear that night, uh, you know, getting down to New York City. You're playing at the Garden. Uh, it's a packed house. NBC, National. The team's in a bit of a spin right now. They're looking for some kind of – Shining light, you know, and that's the other thing too. Is I, I, I don't know what your take is on this. Just the simple reason, you know, Quinn says in his in his uh, you know his press conference that you know he he worked his way in, he earned the spot here. We all talked about it. We talked about it in the sense like when when do they give him a shot or why not give him a shot? Uh, you know, do you think that the Rangers basically just went to him and said, hey, we got to shake things up here because? Uh, it's it's not happening, uh, you know. And wh- you know what was really quiet, uh, and I didn't see it, but obviously Hank was backing him up, and everybody with the nostalgia and the pictures at the end of the game, and maybe the you know the handing of the you know the baton to the next kid and everything. Nobody said a word about Georgiev. He's like he's not even well, in the stories from from what I've seen so far. But where do you where do you place that? Start with start. With, what do you think the Rangers put him in nets last night? Yeah, I, I do, and I, and I mentioned it before. I just think he forced his way onto the onto the roster. I just think he. But, but Katie, too- when you say he forced his way onto the roster, you know they they've got two world class goaltenders on. I think maybe they they threw him on there because they needed a they needed a change in the flow. I I maybe, but I also think that Chesterkin also has that clause in his contract that Kratzoff has. So I think they see how well he's doing or how well he was doing in the AHL. And maybe they started getting concerned that he was getting a little antsy down there and that if he didn't get his shot soon, maybe he would have taken advantage of that clause and said, you know what, you know, I'm doing everything I can down here. I'm leading the AHL in, in wins and in save percentage and goals against. And I still can't get a chance up there. So, you know, I think that they may have started getting getting worried about that and say, look, let's get this kid a little taste and – and let's let's see what he could do at this level. I also do think that Lundqvist and Georgiev have not been on their game lately either. So it may have been sort of uh, you know putting them on notice as well, saying, "Look, we got this. We got this. You know, superstar potentially in the making down in AHL. You guys better step up right now because I, I do feel as though Quinn was ready to hand the starting job to Georgiev a couple of times this season, and I felt like he's faltered." Um, each time he was given that opportunity. So, yeah, I mean, you know, maybe he was, whether it's the team or whether it's, you know, Lundqvist and, and Georgiev that, look, you, you know, they're still playing fine and and they weren't, you know, any reason that they lost in Edmonton or Calgary um, or, or Vancouver. But, you know, I just don't think that they were playing as well as they were playing earlier in the season. Um, and, and maybe this was, like I said, a, a sort of a wake-up call to those guys. Like, hey, let, let's get it together. Well, you know, 42 games, you know, this is what we're talking about uh, on Friday, too. You know, I brought up it's 40 games in now as far as these guys getting their legs to, uh, you know, the young kids. I mean, I was having a discussion with my uh, cousin over the weekend at dinner, too, and, he, you know, he kept, you know, emphasizing. It was funny because we were just having, like, the, the, you know, the joking aside about, you know, oh, you can't fire Quinn or even talking about that. And he says, hey, they're the youngest, you know, he's, like, getting angry at me. He says, they're the youngest team in the league, man. He says, you got to give them time and all this other stuff. And, uh, Sounds like was, a smart guy. Sounds like yeah, a smart guy. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a really good engagement about that. But um, you know, uh, 
losing three games there in a row, shaking it up, it, I guess it doesn't matter. I guess, KD, now the question is, where do we go from here? We, uh, our theme, good problem to have, but w- what's happening now? Well, yeah, I know. And, and you know, it's funny. My buddy texted me. You know, you're talking to your cousin. My buddy texted me the other day or, or last night. I'm sorry, the other day. Last night. And he goes, what are the Rangers going to do? The all-star format with the games now? Lundqvist in the first period, Cheshorkin in the second period, and Georgiev <laughs> in the third period. Um, but, you know, you, you mentioned Georgiev. I'm sure he was not happy last night. You know, not only was he not playing, he's in the press box. Yep. You know, you know, he showed some emotion the other day, like you mentioned, in that, you know, in a game where he's smacking his stick and, and whatnot. I'm sure he was throwing hot dogs and stuff in the press box last night about being up there in a suit, you yeah. know, because he has, you know, like I said, they, they haven't, you know, Yorgiev and Lundqvist maybe haven't been as good as they've been, but he's still been good. You know, he could still probably be starting for a number of teams in the NHL right now. And he's sitting in the press box last night. So, you know, we talk, I talked before about maybe Shashorkin getting a little antsy and, and angry, maybe going back to Russia. You know, Yorgiev is going to be sitting in the press box. He's going to be asking for a trade, you know, before we know it. I mean, they're going to have to figure this thing out. They're either going to have to talk to Lundqvist about you know, waiving his no move clause, which is going to be very difficult. But maybe Lundqvist sees the three headed, th- three you know headed monster going on right now. You know, on the team, and he wants nothing to do with that. Um, but if that's not the case, they got to move on from Georgiev, and I think they got to do it quickly. Yeah, something's got to give here. There's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, we've we've talked on and on here, but like I said, 42 games into it here, we talked about the importance of this month and next month, and as far as, you know, moving guys, we haven't even touched on the offense here a little bit and the rest of the lines. I wanted to see how what you thought about uh, how the rest of the squad played last night. But, you know, one way or the other, you know, whether Hank's happy or not happy, and then Georgiev, and, you know, Shesty played one game. You know, if if he plays tomorrow night, if they keep him up here for St. Louis, if he gets in the mix against the Islanders, we have no idea what happens. We obviously haven't seen what it's going to be like for him on to be on the bad side of things, uh, because you know this team is is definitely going to you know ha- lay that out that, that potential to for him to get you know you know blown out one night. I mean that that could happen. I mean it kind of seemed like you know Georgie was on that. You know, outside of that early Tampa Bay blowout in the beginning, and then they got blown out by Boston there and stuff. And then they kind of, you know, the, they were in a good kind of rhythm there, back and forth with wins and losses. And then it kind of fell apart in Edmonton there, and then it continued to fall apart in Calgary, um, you know, as far as where they were going last night. And, and now you see the change, and I think that's the big question for me. Why, why bring Shesty in now because of the possibilities of either Georgiev's you know, temperament here, maybe they're seeing a different side. from That's a totally different side we've never seen from Georgiev before. We love the passion, there's no doubt about it, but that's like the first time he's really lost his composure. We talked about Quinn losing his composure there uh, in the game against Edmonton, too. Um, we talked about just the team, the defense has been all over. So um, it's just a lot of lot going on here, and now we have to sit back, buckle back into our roller coaster seats here, and now we have to see what's Quinn going to do the next couple of games. And if he does get the starts or whoever goes in there, if Georgia go back and Hank goes in there, how's the team going to play? How are they going to come out on this weekend? And then the rivalry games against the Islanders coming up and a, and a badass game against uh, Columbus, who's playing very well too, um, it's going to be interesting to see. So, uh, you know, uh, they are. It's, it's it's like a very perplexing kind of situation. I don't think any of us are ready for this, KD, because even though we were talking about this, eventually it was going to happen. I think we all thought we had a little more time 
uh, before Igor got in the nets last night. Yeah, I I absolutely did not think that they were going to go with like three goalie rotation. Like I didn't think that that, that was going to happen. I assumed the trade was going to happen before they decided to do that. But you know, this is the way they've gone gone. And you know, I don't know how you can call up Shostorkin. He plays his first game again against one of the best offensive teams in the league. Wins like. How can you sit him the next game? Like, don't you have to come right back with him against New Jersey tomorrow? Like, how can you justify bringing this guy up and then putting him? Where are you putting him? You're putting him in the press box tomorrow? Like, let's bring you up so we can put you in the press box? Like, where do they go with this? And and do you put Georgiev in the press box two games in a row? And then could you ever be putting Lundqvist in the press box? Like, I have no idea. Quinn's like, got where, enough problems to deal with, and yeah, then he where, throws himself into this mix. Uh, where are they? Go- yeah, I agree. I I don't know how <laughs> they decide this right now because I I don't see how you could sit Seth Jorkin right now. You brought him up, play. You got to play him. This is this is a rebuild, and this the fans is, want this to see wa- him now too. Exactly. Everybody yes, wants ab- to see him. A hundred percent. I I don't see how you can sit him. Or let you know, put him in the press box tomorrow night against New Jersey. You just can't do it. <laughs> Good times in Rangerstown, baby. Unbelievable. Well, you know, so, you are you are right. Could you imagine all the other teams that you know they like, who would love to have the problem that they have like three awesome goalies <laughs> and don't know what to do with them? <laughs> we've got a couple like, more. We got a couple more shining stars in the farm system too. I know, like Toronto just must be like beside themselves. They're like, like five Jesus. deep, man. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to keep scoring more goals. And speaking of that, how do you think the rest of the squad played last night? Uh, as far as lines, uh, what, what, what Quinn was running there. Uh, obviously, uh, Strom gets on the board again last night. Mika gets in the Panarin. Uh, Brady Shays, is he back in everybody's uh, good side now? What a blast that was. You know, I, I raved about, you know, uh, I talked about how I love this core. I think they're going to learn to get better. Obviously, they embarrassed me in, in, in terms of Vancouver and Calgary. Uh, but Brady gets a blast last night. So let's just talk about the offense here real quick um, uh, in terms of how they played last night. Yeah, I, a couple of weeks ago, we were, you know, complaining that there was really only two people scoring on the teams, Zabinijad and Panarin. And I, I think since that show, uh, you know, the secondary scoring has – has really stepped up and, and it's really started with the resurrection of Chris Kreider. Um, you know, he's really stepped up here in the last 14 games. He has 14 points, seven goals, seven assists. I mean, this guy's trade value is through the roof. Where do you get this? The resurrection of Chris Kreider. Where, we're going to get two first round picks for this guy. If he keeps this going at the trade deadline, but no, I, you know, he's struggled this year. I mean, he has, he, he struggled, to score early, I mean, he had a number of chances. He was just some tough luck. He just couldn't couldn't bury uh, bury the points, uh, the goal. So, um, you know, I, I'm excited to see that he sort of bounced back here. I, I've mentioned it a couple of times this year that it's very similar to um, what happened with Zuccarello last year, where he struggled early. I think it had a lot to do with the trade rumors that were going on um, and, and him dealing with that and potentially the end of his Rangers career. And, you know, the Rangers had a little bit of a talk with him, and he turned it around. And maybe that happened with Kreider because he's been uh, noticeably different um, on the ice, in the scoreboard, and, uh, you know, in the score sheet. So, you know, you know, kudos to him. He's, he's really turned it on here. And, of course, my boy, Connor McStrom, you know, continues to chug along, goal and an assist. 
Um, you know, doesn't need need uh, Panarin's help. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, he had another great game, and he's keeping up his end of the bargain as far as the secondary scoring. And, and what else is new? Brady Shea, you know, gets a goal because, you know, our defensemen who, you know, much maligned and, and uh, beleaguered, and, and we sort of, you know, go after him a bunch here, except for you who've been touting them. Um, but, um, you know, offensively, they've, they've really carried the load this year. I mean, it's a big reason why the Rangers have, have been so good offensively this year is that the defensemen um, have been really, uh, you know, showing what they have offensively. And, and what a shot Brady Shea has. I, I didn't know he had that in him. He absolutely absolutely ripped that into the top corner. It was sort of like Telling when you- – it's Telling like when Strom let it go the other the other night as well. I was like, where did that go? What was that against Toronto? I think where did that come from? I, you know, he needs to use that more often. So yeah, I mean, I was real encouraged with with the offense. Um, you know, against uh, against the Avalanche and and you know a lot of secondary scoring in there. You just didn't have to you know while Panarin um, and Zabinijad did score, you you had other guys contributing as well. So. You know, the, the offense is going to be there. I'm not worried, and I'm not going to be worried about the offense. It's good enough. Even when the secondary scoring does dry up, you still have guys like Panarin and Zabinijad to carry the load. You know, the problem is, you know, as it's been all year, it's been the defense. But I, I, the last two games, I've been real encouraged with what I've seen up in Vancouver and now against Colorado. And, and maybe they've turned a the corner here. Maybe it's, uh, you know, they're finally feeling comfortable in the system or whatever it may be. Um, you know, it's just the kids learning. Yeah, you know, the blue line is is young. D'Angelo, Fox, Lingren, um, you know, and they're starting to figure it out. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. I mean, like I said, we've talked about it. The, the talent is there on this team. You know, and as far as I was talking about the defense, it can be learned. Up front, all the moving parts can be moved around. We talked about, too, wherever they, they end up going here with the, the trades and everything else. But, you know, you sit back and – you know, I was really, again, there's just some nights, especially on the winning side, and especially when they drop a bunch of goals in. And, you know, Grubauer is one of the better goalies in the league right now. Uh, that is a well-coached team there in Colorado. Uh, they were down 2 nothing to them, which is also impressive that they came back. They hung in there with a, a you know, a kid playing his first game at the Garden. Place going crazy. Um, so the team rallied around there, and um, you know you, you sit back and you get mad at them, you know, on that West Coast trip, and then and then you see them come back and do something like this, and you go, man, where is this every night? You know, where where why can't they just kind of figure it out as far as you know special teams and, and the penalties and the physical play and and lining it up together, and, and I guess like you know somebody just you know everybody just turns around and says, well, look, this is all part of the rebuild, the young guys getting used to the system. We still don't know what Quinn's system is, but, you know, the, all these different factors. So it's, um, I guess, you know, more than anything, KD, it ain't born, you know, what we're watching here. It's definitely not born. No, I mean, look, between, uh, you know, the defense giving up, uh, you know, a ton of shots and, and the offensive talent, you know, we have, sure, they, they are an entertaining team. You know, there's no, you know, Tortorella, you know, two one games that we were, you know, so used to where, you know, we'd score one goal and, and, you know, sit back in a defensive shell and hope Lundqvist can hang on for dear life for us, you know? So, you know, we just don't have that kind of uh, team anymore. And look, it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch the young kids. It's fun to watch, you know, all this offense and, you know, the, the lack of defense can be frustrating, but, you know, shootouts are a lot more fun than, uh, you know, two to one games or one nothing games. So, you know, I, I, I do enjoy, you know, the scoring and, 
and sort of the ups and downs and ebbs and flows of these games, you know. So, yeah, it's uh, like you said, if nothing else, they've definitely been entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. And, hey, um, you know, we got a, a great pair of guys kind of join us here on the other side at 930. It's, um, you know, uh, just it's um, just the whole package here with the Rangers. And I think the two guys that we got coming on here, Brendan and Joe, from Weebly Blue, uh, diehards like us, obviously they they you know they literally uh, wear it and sell it on their sleeve, as as we would say. But um, can't look, uh, can't wait to hear what these guys have to say. And we're going to do that on the other side here. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Go Rangers Radio. Um, I got a lot of buttons to press and numbers to do and chords and all that stuff. So uh, hopefully it'll all work out when we come back on the other side. Once again, Go Rangers Radio. We'll take a quick break. Joe and Brendan from WeeblyBlue.com. Coming up next, right here on Go Rangers Radio. If you bleed red, white, and Rangers blue, hail the king, follow the bread man, and know how to spell Capo Caco, then tune in to Go Rangers Radio. Join your hosts, Kevin DeLury and Paul Cuthbert, every week for their take on the New York Rangers. Live and archive shows are available at GoRangersRadio.com. If you're social, follow at Go Rangers Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Go Rangers Radio, where the New York Rangers are always the talk of the town. Got any questions for Polly and Kevin? Tag us at Go Rangers Radio on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And now, slower than a Ron Duguay forecheck. Faster than a John Agrodnick line change and unable to guarantee anything like Mark Messier. Here's DeLury and Cuthbert. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Go Rangers Radio right here on the Go Hockey Media Radio Network. Paulie and KD live every Wednesday night. I'm very happy right now to bring on our first official guests of the Go Rangers Radio show. And that's Brendan and Joe from WeBleedBlue.com. Hey, guys. Welcome aboard. You guys hear us? You got us? We got us. How you guys yeah, doing? Thanks I'm for having here, us on. Yeah, thanks for having us. Awesome, awesome. Uh, Brendan and Joe, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, KD, say hi. I want to make sure they can hear you too, buddy. What's up, boys? Good to have you on the show. Kev, what's going on, buddy? Good to talk to you guys. All right, let's get things started. Um, we got so many questions for you guys. Um, and I tell you what, one, we, me and KD were just talking about the game last night, and uh, you know, Igor coming in last night. See how I do that, guys? I'm not even going to say his last name. I'm just going to call him Igor. Make it easier <laughs> on everybody. But uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, baby. So, Joe, why don't you go first here, and then Brendan, you follow up. Just uh, talk about, uh, you know, your thoughts on on, on the uh, Rangers bringing them in and the performance last night and just the whole goaltending thing here real quick, if you can. Thank you for having us on, guys. Really appreciate it. Um, before we begin, uh, Kev, I just want to let you know we got some even bigger news than uh, Chessy sauce and everything happening over here, and I, and I think <laughs> that is uh, we have some new flavors of White Claw. Uh, coming out next week, uh, next uh, summer, I mean, and <laughs> I even got watermelon, so uh, all good. Uh, I night, love that. So I think I have a little bit of a different experience than uh, than most. Unfortunately, I had a men's league game and uh, didn't get the chance to, to see it until the second period. And, you know, naturally, um, sitting in the locker room at the game and 
guys have their phones out and of course we uh we get first shot on goal and it goes in and it's really powerful for the course in uh i guess rangers country yeah um i don't know what we expected but uh pretty much happened the way that, that uh, we, I think we all hoped it didn't. Um, but you know what? Uh, I was fortunate enough to catch the game um, at the start of the third, and it was, it was you know, uh, really liked what I saw. Very fantastic. So, uh, good start, and uh, I'm looking forward to the future here. I don't, I don't know uh, what's happening tomorrow, but I'm looking forward to it. That's for sure. <laughs> good stuff. Brennan, man, take it away, man. Your thoughts on last night? You know, I thought it was crazy that um, this really came out of left field. Like we didn't really see this kid coming up anytime soon because Georgie was playing decent and Hank's not going anywhere. Um, so it was it was exciting. I can't remember the last time we were as a fan base ex- this excited for a kid to come up and play his first game. Maybe Kakao. Maybe you know there might have been a couple others, but I can't remember in recent memory the last time that this fan base was that excited to see a kid play. Um, and, of course, he gets shelled for a couple of early, and um, I think he settled in, and, you know, he looked good the rest of the way, and it was exciting to see him get the win. I'm glad they, uh, they stepped up and scored a couple goals for him. So uh, that was good. It was good. Brendan, awesome to hear from you, man. Always always great. We go we go real far back, obviously, to my New York Ranger blog days where, where we collaborated on a, on a couple of things. So it's really awesome. You know, to have you on the back show to, and back, back to dancing on the balls at Hudson Station. That's all back. That, there, right? That's right. I know that. <laughs> good times. Good times. Where he pushed the the Adam Herman over at the Blue Shirt Banter off a table um, into the crowd and <laughs> crazy times. Crazy times. Um, but uh, you know, I obviously know the background of uh, We Bleed Blue and how you guys got started. But you know, why don't you let our listeners know? sort of, you know, why you guys started this business, you know, obviously you came from your, you know, love of the Rangers and, you know, just give us a little insight into, into how you guys got this going. To be honest, Kev, um, we didn't think this would take off the way it did. Um, we kind of just started it and said, you know what, let's just, you know, throw a couple of dots at the wall and see where it goes. Um, literally started out in the basement, um, with like a heat press and a couple ideas and, you know, things just took off. We had a couple of the players, you know, um, contact us, looking for shirts. Like, they got behind it. I remember meeting Brandon Prost at a bar for, like, 50 shirts back in the day. He, like, gave me his phone number. I was like, this is crazy. Um, that's kind of how it all, like, took off. And here we are eight, nine years later, and now we sell stuff at the Garden, which is completely mind-blowing still. Um yeah, how does that, how does yeah. that, I mean, that, that's that got to be insane to see, you know, the players, you know, wearing your shirts, you know, for them to be contacting you. And, and I, I've seen some of the players sort of post their stuff on Twitter and Instagram. I mean, you know, that's got to be just such an outrageous feeling. It's, it's surreal. It's, it's, uh, it, it, you can't even describe it, um, you know, to have like your favorite players, like, supporting something that you do it's it's crazy it's just crazy um so that's kind of how it took off you know guys like Pruss, guys like you know Callie and Haglin and Zuccarello like um you know even to this day you know guys like Mika hit me up every once in a while I talk to Brady it's just it's crazy it, it really is crazy um, that is I, so yeah kinda, I mean 
No, I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, I mean, just to you know, be such a fan of the team and and turn this thing into into something that the team is supporting now. Like you mentioned, you know, your merchandise is now at Madison Square Garden. I mean, the team has gotten behind your brand and your product. If you can, I mean, you don't have to get into everything, but but how did that how did that start? I mean, did the Rangers reach out to you? Did you reach out to them? How did how did that get going? So a lot of sleepless nights. Of just working our tails off for you know countless years, um, I think raised some eyebrows over at the garden. People inside the organization, um, you know, got wind of us after a while, and uh, decided to contact us and bring us in and say, you know, hey, what do you guys do here? We see what you do. You know, can you explain in a little detail of, you know, how you guys got started, and you know, we'd like to partner with you. And Kev, I'm sitting there, like, is this is this real life? Like, this is like a dream come true, you know? I remember walking in, excuse me, like nine years ago, eight years ago, with uh, with Joey, and I said, "Dude, one day we're gonna sell our shirts in here," and he was like, "Yeah, all right." And then uh, one day we just walked in and we made it happen. Yeah, and and I can tell you, you know, you know, all of us and you know, in in Rangers Twitter and. And uh, who've sort of been behind you and supported you and followed you over the years. I mean, you know, it's a real, I mean, I know for me to see it. So for you guys to walk into the garden and see your merchandise sort of on the shelves. I, I Again, similar to seeing it, um, you know, on the players, you know, seeing it being sold at the garden is, is wow. That has got to be some, some not, type it, of feeling. It's, it's not so much seeing it on the shelves anymore as it is seeing people walk into the store, pick it up, and say, wow, this is like a really cool shirt. And I'm standing there like, you know, I, I don't like to be the face of this whole thing. Everybody knows that. I, You know, we don't really put ourselves out there like that. We're just, you know, we're two fans. We, we don't need, uh, this isn't a popularity contest yet. Um, but just to see the fans, like, actually appreciate what we do, it's pretty cool. That's got to get, I mean, that's got to like almost give you like goosebumps seeing that. That That's amazing. And, and you got beyond just the shirts. I mean, you guys are now in Poli mentioned it. You guys are doing these sort of, uh, you know, arena invasions that you guys are now, you know, setting up and you, you've done for the last couple of years. Why don't you talk a little bit about, uh, about, you know, those type of outings that you guys are putting together. Yeah. So before we started, we believe blue, we, um, we're hockey guys. We've been hockey guys our whole lives. Um, all of our friends are hockey guys, whether they're Islander fans, Rangers fans, Devil fans. Um, so we used to go, we used to, you know, get group outing tickets. We used to get, you know, 30, 40 tickets and go to games with our friends, rent the bus. And, um, we basically turned it Weebly Blue, the following of Weebly Blue, we turned it into this big thing where we, you know, we've been to, I don't know, I'm trying to think of how many cities we've been to now we did vegas with 200 people we did uh we did florida with 150 people uh we're doing the devil game tomorrow with about 80 people we're doing the coliseum next week with like 150 people it's just crazy to get the fans all together and, and have everybody sit together and um you know, kind of meet the people who support the brand is like really important to us. 
you know, you see these names that come up in these orders over and over and over again. You wonder who these people are, and then finally you get to sit at a game with them. It's pretty cool. What's been uh, – what's your favorite outing so far that you guys have done? Vegas. Got to be Vegas, just, right? I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm still recovering from Vegas. Vegas is crazy. <laughs> Vegas is crazy. But, uh, it just – it was nutty, man. It was, it was really nutty. Uh, to be honest, the Coliseum games are my absolute favorite. There's nothing like that going to that building and having that, that rivalry. It, there's just really nothing like it. But, you know, to get on a plane and go on a little bit of a vacation and make a road trip out of it, it's kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, the Collie games are nice. Vegas was definitely probably the best. <laughs> even though That's I, awesome. I think we lost. Kev, I can't, I can't even remember, <laughs> but I think we lost. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Kev, what happened to Joey? Where are we here? Uh, uh, guys, hey, know. KD, uh, Brandon, here's the deal. What we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break. We've obviously, uh, as it would definitely have to be on, on my watch here, we got a little technical problems. So what we're going to do is going to go yeah, no quick, worries. do a quick break, and we'll get Joey connected uh, with Brendan on the one line here, and we'll do it all together because he's really getting upset. He's saying, Brendan's saying all the wrong things. He's making the company look bad. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really horrible what's going on right here. No. <laughs> <laughs> The weebly blue stock is just plummeting right now. Yeah, guys, hanging me out to dry here. Biggest mistake ever made was coming on this show. All right, we're listening to Go Rangers Radio. You guys are listening to Go Rangers Radio. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll straighten this whole thing out. We'll be right back. Thanks for hanging in there with us. All right, welcome back to Go Rangers Radio, everybody. We're figuring this out. We got everybody on the line together. All right, once again, welcome to Go Rangers Radio, ladies and gentlemen. Paulie and KD with our special guests tonight, Brendan and Joe from We Believe Blue. So, uh, Brendan, you got enough air time there. Let's give Joe a few seconds here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please, please. <laughs> so, Joe, please. K- oh, well, thanks for having us on, guys. You got it, man, and thanks for your patience here. And everybody's listening live. Uh, we appreciate your patience, too. We'll clean all this up in the end and later stuff. Uh, but uh, we're just, uh, you know, me and KD are coming out of retirement here, so uh, fixing this thing up. So, uh, <laughs> Joe. Uh, <laughs> nah, I, I'm sure. Nope. I'm sure nobody even knows. It's, <laughs> it's all good. So, Joe, Brennan was taking us through um, how you guys got started a little bit on the um, the experience of, of, of getting the opportunity to work with the Rangers and then a little bit on, um, you know, some of the uh, the on-location things that you guys have been doing, you know, like with the Coliseum Invasion coming up and stuff like that. But uh, mm-hmm. let's get your, your vibes a little bit on, on, on your experience in terms of building the company with Brendan and obviously getting uh, your take on the experience of uh, getting the chance to work with the, the Rangers and getting your, your gear into the garden and everything else. So take us through that a little bit and get your take on it. Sure, sure. And I apologize if it's a little redundant, um, but, you know, listen, Brendan and I have been – best friends since we're kids met at a kid's birthday party found out we lived a couple blocks from each other and you figure it's the 90s and not everybody's into hockey this is pre-rangers winning the cup um you know kind of when it took on and uh you know today i look back at this and just realize just how fortunate you know i think we both are to be able to uh, run a really great business and you know with a really great friend and um you know we've been best friends for 20 years or so plus probably um and we this is something that we talked about a lot along the way um we uh talked about it we were gonna you know uh, give it a give it a go a couple times and then finally 
uh, we said, you know, let's do this. You know, we can do this. We have some great ideas. I think we can make this work. And we kind of went into this a little blind. Um, we weren't really sure how to approach it, but we ended up making uh, a couple of shirts that really took well. I mean, kudos to Brendan, who handles the social side, really got it out there in front of people. And it kind of just spread like wildfire. You know, people really were, were engaged in what we were doing. Um, and we really haven't looked back. We've changed a couple locations along the way. I'm not sure if you mentioned this, but uh, we were worked out of a basement. We worked out of my living room, my infant daughter, you know, in her crib right next to us. Uh, worked out of a closet. And, you know, a couple offices later, this thing has kind of grown to get ourselves into the garden. So it's been a great, it's been a great run uh, since we started. And I, I really can't wait to see what the future holds for us. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, Joe, what I wanted to know is, uh, and Brendan too, is just, you know, seeing, you know, when you create something and seeing it come to life, uh, you know, aside from the business side of things and the financials and the money and everything, um, respectively, uh, both of you, how do you guys feel about the reward of the the fans just really uh, enjoying this? And obviously some of the players have put the shirts on and everything else, but when you see your brand and you see your baby, what you created and everything else out there and um, more, more important, just the seeing the, the human side of it, of everybody actually wearing what you guys created. You know, for me, I, th- I think it never gets old. And I'm sure Brendan will agree. I mean, it doesn't happen easily to get a guy on the team that kind of supports what you're doing. Uh, you know, you, you check some social feeds, friends, people you don't even haven't spoken to in such a long time. And you see some pictures at the game and they're wearing our stuff. I think something like that just never gets old. Uh, for us, it's never ever really about the money it never has been um that was always secondary and you know it's always a great bonus right but but i mean i think just the movement the the passion the kind of bringing something out there that that everybody can kind of unite and get behind i think that's what really is rewarding for us i mean we try to prevent provide you know an alternative you know i love the stuff that you can get in the garden sometimes it's uh it's great uh but you know i feel that we have an opportunity to kind of uh, give it, you know, like, like art, right? Art is very, like, you know, creative and, and it's an expression and it's something that you really want to say. And we really think and we try to, to get a really good handle on the, on the innuendos of the team, the things that, that, uh, you know, maybe the big corporate companies may not always understand or see. And it's something very relatable. So for us, I mean, it's super rewarding. It, you know, again, it never gets old. And I know many years from now, when we sit back and look at this thing, we're going to sit back and really realize just how great this thing is has been and you know kind of pinch yourself moments where you don't really even believe we did what we did and it's still growing and it's a ton of fun and if you keep having fun with things like anything else it doesn't feel like work and uh it, it it's something that she's very passionate about so you know i'm looking forward to what you know what we have in store for sure uh kevin here what what was when you guys were going through the process what was sort of was there a moment sort of a wow we we've made it or an aha moment or was it was it one of like maybe you saw Zuccarello wearing the shirt for the first time or you know was there a moment where you're like I think we have something here? It was either it was probably one of two moments. It was either when Brandon Cross put the shirt on social media or it was when Boomer and Cotton were wearing the shirts on that show. That's when I was like, whoa, you know, like we 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 did something here. I don't know, Joe. Yeah, I, you know, I was thinking the Boomer and, and Cotton situation. I mean, I think those are the things that constantly change. It always gets better. There's always something new that happens that's like, wow, we made it. I mean, at first the Boomer and Cotton thing was great, or it was, you know, hooking up a press, like you said, or then fast forward to 
being approached by some of the guys at the garden and kind of loving what we're doing and the validation of that. I think there were so many things that happened in, in the right succession that every time something new happened, it's that aha moment. Um, you know, and just the growth and the continuous engagement has been great. So uh, it's forever evolving, I guess you could say it like that. What um what do you guys what has been your favorite sort of product that you put out? Is there one shirt or one item that that you sort of love more than the others, or is that is it sort of like they're all your kids and you love them sort of all the same? <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Brent. I think they're you know it's the flavor of the weekend. You know, it's it's you know, who's your hot hand at the moment where you're like, you know what, you know, Canaan's had five points the other night, let's, you know, I'm going to the next game with my Canaan shirt on. Like, that's type of, you know, I mean, all-time favorite, the King of New York is probably my all-time favorite. Maybe, mm-hmm. um, I mean, there's been some really good ones. The Zoop shirt was like one of my real favorites for a long time. I mean, you'd catch me in that one a couple times a week <laughs> for, for years. <laughs> I uh, I'd agree with with both of those. I guess those are the first two that I thought of. You know, obviously from uh, you know people ordering side, you know uh, those were our two best biggest hits. Um, they're all you know you could say it like this. They're all your favorite um, to a degree. Uh, it it kind of surprises us when we say this all the time. Every time we come up with something that that everybody kind of gets behind, it's like wow, this is the best one. And it constantly you know happens every time we put out something new. But for me. Yeah, I'm 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 with you on the Zook and the King of New York. Those are our two favorites. Those have been the, I guess, the flagship product for us over the uh, the last couple of seasons for sure. Joe and Brandon, and, go ahead, Katie. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, and just to play off that, just so you know, I am wearing my Kings of New York sweatshirt right now. Oh, so I I agree yes, that yes. is. Awesome. <laughs> I was hoping you were gonna have your Vote Your Audi <laughs> shirt on tonight. Guys. That is true. That that was like custom for the uh, just. For people who don't know, back in the day when I uh, when I had my blog, I, every year I used to pick a uh, a different player um, to that Ranger fans should really try to get in the All Star game. A player that you know wasn't the superstar on the team. The first year I did it, we almost got Sean Avery in the All Star game. I think we got him up to like tenth most votes, which was amazing. And then the following year, we tried to get Girardi, and before he actually made it on his own to the all-star game and, mm-hmm. and the guys made uh, a vote for Girardi shirt, sort of like a campaign, political campaign shirt. I still have it at home. I still have it in my drawer. I bust it out every once in a while. So yeah, that, <laughs> to me, that, to me, that is one of my favorite shirts um, that you guys made because it, it, it meant a lot to me and, and uh, you know, helped me with the mm-hmm. blog and, and, and build it up at the time. So yeah, that, that Girardi shirt was uh, yeah, that, that means a little something to me. You know, you guys talk about, you know, the emotions and, and, and stuff that you guys have put into this product. And, you know, and I think that that's where you guys, you know, resonate with, with the Ranger fan. Um, you know, you, you, you really get involved with, with what's going on. You have a pulse, you know, a finger on the pulse and, and you saw what I was doing with mm-hmm. the blog and, and you wanted to lend a hand to it. So, you know, I really appreciate, you know, everything that you guys did to help me at the time, um, including putting that shirt together. Well, we are happy to hear that. As a matter of fact, Karate was my guy, big fan favorite of mine, uh, or a big favorite of mine. Um, and, you know, I, I never forget, you know, we took a couple of road trips way before Weebly Blue uh, really got going. We go down to Pittsburgh. We uh, we were hanging out in the lobby of the hotel, we're staying, and all of a sudden, 
bus pulls up, out comes Tortorella, out comes uh, Callum, and out comes Girardi, and we were just like, oh my God, this is crazy. But I never forget, I, you know, I think I was one of the first. I had a blank, we had a place to go get them lettered properly, wearing my Girardi jersey in the lobby, and I never forget that Girardi kind of walked past, did like one of those uh, one steps and then one steps back, and looks back, and, and he kind of looked at the shirt, and he's like, dude, this guy's got my shirt. So from there, I became like really, you know, super fan of Girardi, hated to see him go, um, and had a great career. But I guess you're right on that, Kev. That, that was a really cool movement. That's a great example of like a good movement and just like the fans and, 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 and our customers kind of rallying behind it, uh, something. And, you know, very proud of that one, too. I definitely like to throw that one in the mix of one of my all-time favorites. Hey, guys, Paul here. Quick uh, couple questions, uh, and you guys can decide who can go first. But two questions I want to throw at you guys, too, is uh, how involved – because you guys are at the games a lot, or are you guys at the games a lot? How do you guys work? You have a great, huge uh, social media presence. Uh, you know, you're, you're interacting all the time as far as Instagram and, and Twitter and Facebook and everything. And, uh, you know, the whole marketing thing that you have to take on, it's, uh, it's a lot of work, uh, you know, I'm sure, and I can imagine. So how do you guys balance... Um, you know, during the season, as far as, you know, it is a business. As much as you guys love it, it's a passion. Um, you guys have costs. You guys want to make money and all that other stuff. But between, you know, your personal lives, just being fans, and then maybe talk about, you know, how involved you are as far as actually going, having to meet with the Rangers, going into the games, uh, restocking. You guys have a staff. And then, uh, you know, Brendan and Joe, you want to take that. And then maybe one of you guys can just talk about um, developing these, uh, you know, like the Coliseum invasion. Maybe you guys can talk about what's what's coming up there in, in a couple of weeks uh, at, the, at the Coliseum. Yeah, yeah totally. So, um, you know, as far as, like, the social stuff, it's not easy. I mean, it's a 24-7 thing. It's not easy to go to games and have two beers in your hand and to try and tweet and post pictures. It's just sometimes it's virtually impossible. And you have to just balance it where, you know, sometimes a, a moment happens where you just have to appreciate it as a fan and you don't have to worry about putting it out on social media. You just got to soak in it, you know. I remember when we were going to the Cup, uh, Eastern Conference Finals, you know, I just, Sometimes you just got to step away from the social media because it just gets so crazy and you're reading stuff that just turns you off a little bit. Um, but, you know, we try and go to, we don't have season tickets. I mean, the tickets are through the roof. It's just almost impossible for us to, to juggle our, you know, nine to five jobs and do this and go to games. We go to like 15 games a year, sometimes 20. 20 would be a stretch. Um, but as far as like doing the social stuff while at the games, it's a lot easier on the couch when I have my computer on my lap as opposed to doing it up in the blue seats. You know what I mean? And and do you do you, you know do you have to go? Sorry, Joe. Do you do you have to go to these games? I know you're saying like you go to twenty games, and just for the fans and, and even for me, just curious is do you guys have a a certain kind of commitment that you have, like say with the Rangers, like uh, that you have to do a certain amount no. of. No. Okay. Imagine, we pay for every single ticket. I wish there was a commitment or there was a credential waiting for me at the box. Door. <laughs> no, and you know, I guys, and I wasn't actually, I wasn't, not. I wasn't actually asking if you were getting freebies or anything like that. I just was um, saying, like, you know, usually when you partner up with a company. Uh, um, you know, usually there's a, a little give and take. Hey, we're going to let you guys have your stuff and thing. We want you guys to come in and do this. You, do you, do you, even a simple thing. Do you guys have like a monthly sure, meeting sometimes. with the Rangers? 
No, I'd say we go in there a couple times a season just to touch base type of thing with them. Um, anytime I'm in the city for work, things like that, I try and pop into the store. I know the you know the store manager there just to see how the stuff moving, things like that. Um, but as far as like feeling obligated to go, no. I think when we feel that this is like a job, we'll just we just won't do it anymore. I mean, we we don't we don't feel like this is a job at all. I mean, this is this is like this is fun. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Yeah, I I, uh, I agree. I mean, look, we uh, went to the garden a couple of seasons ago, and, you know, it was the first time we were there, and obviously we suited up and, you know, clean-shaven, put our, put our best Sunday best on, and, uh, you know, it's like, you, you've seen, we've all seen the one side of the garden, you walk in, and you go to beer, and you hang out with your boys, and you do your thing, but, like, the pearly gates open on the other side, and we walk into this place, like, that was a holy crap moment. Of this, this is really <laughs> happening, and they told us, and it was freaking hilarious. They basically told us, "We can't believe you guys are all here in suits because we kind of thought you were just going to come in your in your jeans and your hats, and you know <laughs> they, we have that side. I mean, so that's always really interesting, really fun. Um, you know, like Brendan said, we don't we we go we touch base in the end of the season. Uh, this is all still new, right? I mean, this is probably you know the second season regularly that we're, we're kind of in the stores, which is awesome. Uh, before that, we were doing some one-off playoff teas. You know, the thing that really works with us is we are, you know, I think that they feel that, like you said, we have the finger on the pulse and it, and it kind of, look, it's, it's not a big secret. You know, we know that it kind of went a little corporate, you know, a couple of years back and it's kind of been the thing that's going around on Twitter where it's just, it's not as what it once was, the old blue seats and the old crazy people with the $20 tickets. And um, I think that they really saw the value, which was great for us, of, of kind of bringing the the way it used to be back a little bit. And if they can kind of still keep their old school diehard fans to have a lot of fun and get a little rowdy and, and enjoy themselves as well as keep their corporate side, I think, um, I think it, it ended up being why we've been so successful and why they are really happy to work with us. And then the other side of that is, or with that is, um, you know, look, not to take away from any of the other corporations that are in there selling merch, but, um, we, we try to be as adaptable or, or um, as approachable, I should say, as, as we can. We want to be available for them. We want to provide them something different, really talk to them in depth about the team differently than, than they may get from, from other companies. And I think that's, we found our niche with that, and I think it's been really, really successful since. So, so I don't know, it's a very long-winded answer to your question, but no, it's good I hope stuff, it answers man. it a little bit. Yeah, I, I give the Rangers a ton of credit for embracing, you know, your brand and, and you guys. And, you know, I think that that was a real smart decision on their end to bring you guys in. I, I agree 100 percent. And, you know, I you know, I felt like when they did that, I felt like, you know, and I'm sure a lot of your customers did as well. And, you know, that that we all sort of made it, you know, when you see, you know, you guys made it. I, I was so happy to see that that was happening. I, I was so you know, happy for you guys. It was, it was really a, a great moment. Um, but you know, beyond obviously, beyond obviously the shirts and, and, you know, the invade, the arena invasions and whatnot, I know you guys get involved with a lot of sort of philanthropic endeavors. And, uh, I know you guys are sort of collaborating with the FDNY hockey team on something that's coming up. Why don't you guys sort of talk about that? Brian, you want to take that? Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I feel bad. I took, I took, I took, you, you took the, you hogged all the good time. You left, you left, you left me with the bad head, bro. No, I'm kidding. Um, so I guess on the FDNY, uh, NYPD game, this is something 
we became very friendly. Brendan's brother is a, uh, was, you know, SCNY guy out in Queens. Um, we became very friendly online with um, uh, a gentleman who kind of runs the team. And kind of, you know, they, they, were also, they also had their merch. And we were trying to, uh, they, they came to us and said, hey, maybe you can kind of just help us and show us a little bit of how this all works. And, you know, we, we were super happy to do it. The guy ended up being a, a fantastic guy. So which then, you know, learning a little bit more about their, what, what the FDMI does and the hockey team and, and their, the Ray Pfeiffer Foundation, which you guys probably saw on, you know, news a couple months back. It was the, the fund for 9-11 and, and, and those guys, those first responders who always went down there. And, um, you know, kind of came to us, so we, yeah, who came to who with the idea, but it was this joint collab of, let's just put out a, you know, it's at the Garden, let's put out a, you know, you guys have good pulse with the Ranger fans and, and MSG, let's do this shirt that we can kind of raise this money for this great foundation of, uh, of the Ray Fife Foundation. And it's, um, I mean, I can't, we didn't have a lot of time to do it, um, and, it and it really, really took very quickly. We were able to raise a ton of money to give back to the foundation, uh, gave them a very nice, nice check, and, and, and a lot, a lot of support. And then with that, we spoke to the guys who run the NYPD team. We have a couple friends that play for both, uh, both teams that we grew up playing hockey with. And um, kind of told them we were doing FDNY. I'm like, no, we're, we're in. Let's do this together. And we, we, did, we kind of did this uh, two shirts, PD side and FD side, and it was great. And, and uh, we were really, really fortunate enough to, to kind of raise some, some good money to, to, uh, to some really good foundations. And, and we're looking forward to doing it again. Um, and then, you know, we do these group battles, right? You mentioned the, the, the Coliseum invasion that's coming up. It's just an opportunity. First of all, that place is a dump of what it was. It's not so bad right now, but I miss it. You know, it was our home away. It was, it was a, an extra couple of home games a season, and we really always enjoyed our time there. It was a great place to get rowdy. The crowd is, you know, those games, especially in a small building, was just super loud and ruckus, and, you know, we missed that. You lost that when you went to Brooklyn. And I'm glad to, you know, not a fan of this team by any stretch, but I'm glad to see them back a little bit because we get to experience what we're going to experience uh, next week, which is just, you know, a little bit of tailgate and a little bit of having a good time. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. And again, it's just another opportunity to kind of get some range of fans all together, sit together and have to worry about too many things and really enjoy yourself and, you know, hope, hope uh, pick up a couple of points on these guys. Absolutely. It's great stuff. Uh, once again, everybody, uh, we are talking with Brendan and Joe from We Bleed Blue. Uh, these guys have been great coming on the show with us here today. And uh, it, it is all great stuff. I mean, it's, it's you know, you, I, I love seeing, uh, like I said, you guys over the year kind of grow. And I, I think you guys started something. You know, there's other teams and other fan bases who've kind of, I think, taken your lead uh, definitely locally and across the country here in terms of uh, developing these these custom kind of uh, – you have to be creative, obviously, with licensings, and, and you got to touch uh-huh. touch a nerve with the fan base and everything. And I, you guys uh, you guys nail it. We love it, and we love you guys coming on here. So let's real quick um, and continue success, guys. There's no doubt about it. We're definitely going to have you guys back on, and we'll, we'll talk more about this stuff. Thanks, well, look, what me and KD want to do right now before we um, – let's, let's take the next few minutes here and let's talk about the team and – uh, I'll hit you guys up here, get things going here in terms of what you think of, uh, you know, you can go back to the letter. We don't maybe want to go back that far, but, um, you know, me and Kevin have been talking about the roller coaster, the rebuild here, the ups and downs, you know, obviously the surprise with Chesty going to Nets last night and stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, Joe, maybe you go first and send it over to Brendan and then Katie will give you the next question. But, you know, just take us real quick. Real, what do you what do you think of this team and, and, and where the team is going as a, as a direction right now, obviously being, you know, longtime fans like uh, myself and Kevin? Right. Well, uh, well, I'll start with this. I'm a Yankee guy, and I'm a. I've been involved, uh, you know, around a lot of you know wins and great seasons. So I kind of 
I'm always in that win now mentality, right? And uh, well, it's interesting. It's tough. They're in this kind of purgatory state right now. I'm not really sure we make heads or tails of, of where we're going. I will say this. I was a little disappointed when we, we want to go back to the letter situation. I, I Look, it was, a, it was a tough time. Things weren't going our way. Personally, I still feel that that team still had a little bit left to, of, of maybe giving it another go. Um, you know, obviously everybody else seems to think a little differently, and that's fine. But in terms of the way the team's going now, I, I'm, I'm optimistic. I think this year, you know, listening to your last couple of podcasts here, you guys are talking about this a little bit too. Uh, I, I'm not sure where they're going, but I, but I do feel that no matter what happens, anything good that comes out of this season is, is beneficial. Uh, I think we're close enough to make a, make a little run, put, a, put together a couple of wins in a row, three out of four. Uh, makes a big difference, and it's amazing the the temperament of the fan base and the teams of when you when you mix in a couple wins, and you know you shake things up a little bit last night with Chesky going in, and it was it was it was great. You know, do I feel bad for Georgia? Sure, uh, but I'm not. Uh, you know, I, I'm excited to see this kid play. He is the future of the franchise, and 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 I and I see really good things. You know, Robert Picasso and and these guys kind of firing, and Mika still got you know young enough to make a difference and. I think they got the, the right core of guys. There are just, you know, learning curves that are going to come with that. Um, you, you guys were talking about a little bit of the the trip to Calgary and, and, and kind of a couple of losses in a row there. And, yeah, it, it, it's tough to watch those games. But I do feel that you, you string a couple of wins together, it kind of changes the, the feel and the vibe. And with these next couple of weeks coming up, these are some really big games that you guys touched upon. And you put together a couple of wins in your division – you know, you got a chance to kind of climb up, and then all of a sudden you find yourself, you know, six, eight, ten points out even, and, and just got a half a season to go. You don't know where, to, you know, it's going to take you, you. You don't know where that's going to take you, I guess you could say. But, um, but I think anything that happens, these guys just happen to get in this year, and I really hope that they do. It's going to be tough. Um, you, know, look, you, just, you know hockey. It's different than anything. It's not like basketball. You know, you get in, and things happen. Guys find their stride at the right time. You can get hot and, and – uh, you can make a nice run. I, I'm not saying win the cup this year, but the pieces in place, you know, JD and, and everybody kind of doing their thing here and putting the right pieces in place. I think we got a really good uh, couple of years ahead of us. And I know it's a little disappointing and frustrating now, but but I but I know that there are really bright days ahead. And I'll take whatever I can take right now. Again, it's, it's good learning and get these guys in these games and, and give them the experience because you can't ever take that away. And the experience is what's key to to getting where you want to be in the in the big picture. Absolutely, Brennan. What's your take there on the team, real quick? I'm uh, I'm super super excited. I mean, the glass is always half full with me when it comes to the Rangers. Um, I think we do have to see how this plays out before we start. You know, I just you know some people are calling for Quinn's head and Gordon, and let's just let's just see how this thing plays out before we you know we start we you know. We go to the garden without pitchforks. Um, I don't even but, know uh, where to buy a pitchfork I mean, around here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to, to see a guy like Panarin dance around the ice with the puck every night, I mean, it's special. And and, and Kako's going to get there, and um, some of these younger guys are just it, – it's going to it's gonna all come into fruition at some point. It, it, it's going to come into form. We just – everybody's got to be patient. And I think within like the next two three years, we're gonna we're gonna start making some noise in this league. You know, it just 
the goaltending situation is obviously at the forefront of things right now with with Jeff Bjorken coming down and uh, or coming up. Um, and and you know the Rangers right now are, are in a tough spot with Lundqvist. He has been all world for this team. He has been the centerpiece of this team for so long. You know, I I love to hear your guys' thoughts on on how you'd like to see it. What's your sort of perfect scenario? Or how sort of Lundqvist, okay. the Lundqvist situation, you know, plays out. Is it you want to see him, you know, finish out his contract here and, and end his career as a Ranger? Would you like to see him packaged out in a trade and, and, and win that cup? Maybe go to Toronto, go to Colorado, wherever, and win that cup. You know, where where, where do you guys stand on, on Lundqvist here as he sort of enters sort of the end of his, his career here? Guys, do you want me to put some Carpenters music Dream. on first? <laughs> <laughs> Dream scenario: uh, Gary Bettman comes to center ice and hands Henrik Lundqvist the Stanley Cup. I just don't think that's going to happen. Um, yeah. So, listen, I, you know, and and I don't think Hank wants to go anywhere. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna move him. I, if he wanted to go to a contender, I totally respect it. I I totally understand it. I just don't, I can't see him wearing another team's sweater. I just don't see it happening. So I think the contract runs out. I think they roll with Georgie and Jeffy the rest of the way, you know, maybe for the next four or five, six years. Who knows? Um, I don't really know how it's going to play out. All I know is uh, I'm definitely better at making t shirts than I am making cold <laughs> So um, I'll let the, you know, I'll let the big shots make those cold <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm I'm kind of in agreement with Brendan on that. You know, I, ideally, love to see this guy win here. Don't know how attainable that is, but but I'm hopeful. You know, it's going to have to happen. It's going to have to happen quick, and I think yeah, I'm not feeling it's going to be this season. So it's going to have to be next. But but I would love for him to do to to win it here. I think we all would. Uh, I you know I think back to the old days. The you know Leafs throw on a different sweater. I mean, how do you feel about that? Um, Look for a guy for an opportunity to win. You know, I would, I would, I would be very happy for the guy from a personal standpoint. Um, but I think what we're going to end up seeing here is he's just going to ride out into the sunset uh, as a blue shirt. And um, you know, look, really great career. I mean, nothing, nothing, nothing there to, to, to hold your head down on. But uh, I just don't. I, again, I don't see it happening either. Well, there you go, KD. There's the uh, the bleak, the bleak, the bleak outlook for us. Whereas Hank Love is out there, <laughs> we're all going to be crying one way or the other, right, guys? <laughs> of course, yeah. Of course. <laughs> you know, last night I uh, I mentioned I, I only caught the, sec- uh, the third period of the game, right? And uh, there was that sick picture of Hank kind of embracing that scene, and, and we were, you know, everybody kind of spread like wildfire on on the internet. And I'm sitting there in this bar, they got no sound on, right after my men's league game, and. Uh, and Richard Marks is playing in the background. And I'll tell you, boys, it was one of those moments that was like, got a little choked up. It was like oh, the kids being born and then the passion of the torch. Jeez, we're showing our age now. Oh, <laughs> boy. But it was, uh, yeah, I didn't pick the ball. But I'll tell you guys, you know, I think the future's right. And I think that's, that's what we're looking forward to. Absolutely. And, uh, 
you guys are a bright spot of uh, the New York Rang- uh, Rangers fan base, the organization, just uh, the whole part of it. You know, everything about, you know, me and Kevin coming back and, and doing this radio show together and, and jumping on the bandwagon here with the rebuild and stuff. But it's been, it's been so much fun. Uh, it's great to talk to you guys tonight. We, we definitely got to do something live together where the four of us are just hanging out and just having a great time here. And uh, I know maybe down the road we'll do something, uh, you know, when you guys have one of your invasions and stuff like that. Maybe we'll, uh, we'll pop down and say hi to you guys at the Coliseum in a couple of weeks, but uh, I just want to say thanks so much for coming on board, and thanks so much. I'm sure I'm speaking on behalf of all the fans. Thanks so much for what you guys do. Uh, I, I'll just say one thing: when I used to, when I started podcasting years ago, right, and I'll never forget. Um, uh, Ken Danico, we, I used to do, you know, with all the guys from the local teams here and stuff. And, and Kenny talked to me and my buddy, my, uh, my cousin Micah, we're doing one show. And before the show, he turned around and he goes, he goes, you guys got to keep doing what you're doing. He says, we kind of, you know, we have to kind of walk the line here working for, you know, MSG and, and you know, just working bro- at broadcasters and stuff like that. He says, what you guys are doing here independently, you know, with the podcast and just talking hockey and you guys can kind of be, uh, you know, a voice for the fans that we can't necessarily do because we got to talk about stats and we got to, you know, we got to just kind of toe the company line, so to say. So... You know, that made me feel real good, and I think that's kind of related to what you guys do, too. You guys are bringing a different angle in terms of something that the fans can kind of uh, connect to. And I, I know me and KD are having a lot of fun here, and all the fans kind of just tuning into us here these last uh, couple of months. But, uh, you know, don't stop what you're doing, guys, and, and thank you guys so much for doing that. Uh, thank you. We appreciate, appreciate you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Wow, hey, Paulie, that Paulie, that was nice. That little, <laughs> I, I didn't know you had that sensitive side to you, man. That that's pretty good. You're drinking some white claws over there. Oh, oh, goodness gracious! <laughs> no, it's Holy cool, man. Christ. Hey, look, look, God, you know, I'm uh, you know, I've been self-employed myself since 2002, man, and I, I love that kind of stuff where you know guys are out doing their thing. So it's uh, it's great, and and listening to you guys and. And like I said, I've had that experience, and, and that's the great thing, and that's the just the fan base side of it. So, uh, you know, Carpenter's greatest hits and all the mushy music and the White Claws aside, it's 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 a way for us all to kind of connect. We're on the same page, and it is. It's off the corporate side of things, the business side of things, and, and we can yell and scream about the team and have a lot of fun like we're doing here tonight. And uh, so it's just good stuff. So, KD, you know, give me cut me some slack, bud. <laughs> all right. Uh, let, we can't. We can't end. We can't end with that. So let let we'll end with we'll we'll end with this. So what, what what's your what's your go to drink during a Ranger game? Oh, really depends on the night, Kev. I mean, we, I mean, <laughs> if I'm home, I'm probably drinking red wine. If I'm at the game, I mean, it really depends on the night and what's going on. I mean, ideally, if I find a, a liquor bar, I'm I'm on like you know Hendrix and and tonic. Um, you know, if I gotta go with, I'm, I'm not into the draft years ago. I mean, it's just not my thing. It just doesn't taste good to me. They just, you, you need something harder to um, watch the games. I understand. I understand. We're, we're all there. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an IPA guy myself. I'm, uh, the Goose Island be, be just okay for me at any, any garden event or a little dogfish head, whatever they got on, whatever they got going for us, we're good with. Very good. I think Paulie, after hearing that, Paulie's a white wine guy. I think. <laughs> Catalina, <laughs> Catalina, oh, man, Catalina like wine mixer, man. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> white oh, wine man. spritzer. I think maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Perfect. It's all good Perfect. stuff. 
All right, guys, <laughs> it, this has been awesome. Thank you guys so much for doing this. Uh, we really appreciate it. We can't wait to listen back, man. It's great stuff. Uh, we'll see you guys on Twitter, and we can't wait to, uh, you know, definitely hang out with you guys in person. And hopefully we can do that before the end of the season, and uh, and hopefully these boys just, uh, like you guys are saying, we'll all stay positive here, and, and maybe they kind of, you know, we got maybe, uh, we're, we're about three to five goalies deep, so maybe we can get some cause some kind of trouble if, uh, if they can get into the wild card spot. But uh, Brendan and Joe from We Bleed Blue, Thank you guys so much for hanging out with me, KD, on Go Rangers Radio tonight. Thanks so much, you guys. Thanks, boys. Thanks for having us, boys. We'll Thanks. do it again sometime. Thank, Thank you very much. Thanks. You right. got it. Good night, guys. Once again, that's Joe and Brendan. Uh, Weebly Blue. Uh, great stuff. We, uh, you know, KD, just getting a chance to to kind of do our first interview here tonight, and I, I, I couldn't. We could, we couldn't ask for two better guys to kick things off. Yeah, I mean, it's good to have, like, you know, real fans in here as our, our first guest. You know, you could have a uh, a reporter come in and get some sort of insight on what's going on with the locker room. But, you know, we're more about just being fans and, and bringing fans on the show. And, and look, those two guys are some are two of the biggest Ranger fans out there. You know, they're really just living the dream right now. You know, two best friends, Ranger fans, to be able to build, you know, a business um, you know, on the backs of that is, is, is amazing. And, and something, you know, I, I think we all, you know, would, would love to do and, and to, I'm sure for them just to see that product at the garden is, is gotta be just, just an amazing feeling for those guys. So, you know, kudos to them and congratulations on all their success. Like I said, I, I go way back with those guys from my, my blogging days and, uh, you know, to see them at this point is 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 such a great thing. I'm so happy for those guys, as I mentioned before. And you know, you could just you know in their answers that you know when talking about the teams. I mean, those those they're real fans. So those are real fan answers. There's no sort of analytics. There's no you know real insight into it. It's just you know true fan feeling there. You know, and that's what we're about here on this show. So I, I think that they were the perfect first guest to have. Yeah, no, hundred percent, no, no doubt about it. Because uh, you know, like I said, it's uh, you know we sit there, you know, the tweets before the games, uh, everybody taking pictures. Uh, I love that. I did it myself when I got my Mika jersey, uh, my Mika shirt, I should say, from the guys, uh, and everybody kind of you know put, takes the pictures and puts it back up there, and it's it, it's great to interact. It's the same way, like I said, you know, I'm sure you feel the same way too. Now you used to do it on the blog so many years ago and stuff, but seeing people interact with you and and uh, you know we can't thank everybody enough for listening to the show. So and then when they kind of reach out to us, and uh, it's it's all about that that back and forth that interaction. So it, it, it's great stuff. And like I said, you know, we could go on and talk with these guys for hours and stuff, and, and like kind of like how me and you feel sometimes just in terms of just the history of the team and and how long we've been fans of the the squad now and 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 taking this little ride we are too as well so uh good stuff man and 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 bravo to you kd for uh you know recommended these guys to kick things off here for us go radio go rangers radio's first guest so yeah you know it yeah and it's you know having them on it just felt like we're just sort of like you said sort of at the bar just shooting the you know what you know talking rangers and that you know that that's what makes a great sort of interview you know, and, and you know, I, you left me sort of hanging, hanging high and dry there a little bit, where I had to, you know, do the interview on my own. It's like I came prepared, Paulie. You got to be By impressed. By the way, with that. buddy, I got to tell you, you did a phenomenal job. You, you my, got, you got a, you know, you got a future in this podcast business, man. You, I got to tell you, man. You know, I'm working with Joe, trying to get him connected. I, I heard you talking with Brendan, man. You, you threw him some great questions, man. Very impressed. I may have to go on a solo act here. I may have to go like, oh, like Mike, Mike Francesa on you over here. <laughs> Kevin's on. 
There you have it, folks. It's uh, Wednesday, January 8th, and you've just heard the ego is coming out, man. He's ready to go solo. We did four, This is our 14th episode, our first guest. He's using me, folks. He needed that little practice. Now he knows he can do it. I'm done. It's all over. It's going to be the, the New York Ranger blog podcast is coming out at any minute now. I bet you're working with Joe and Brendan on the branding and, and everything else right now, man. I, I get it, man. I, you, I, should, you, you should see the T-shirt design we have for the show. It's amazing. <laughs> Unbelievable. Good stuff. So, hey, buddy, let's let's put a bow on this show here. Uh, your outlook now, um, like I said, we talked about it before. Who the hell knows who's starting the goal for this team? Uh, you know, as far as the Devils tomorrow and then St. Louis on Saturday. And, uh, you know, we're obviously definitely going to talk before these Islander uh, games that are coming up here. But um, can 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 they can we get some consistency outside of uh, losing three in a row uh, like they did last week and, and maybe build on this? Uh, you know, I don't know how the Devils are doing now. I, can't, I don't I didn't look at them. But uh, what do you what, what's your feeling now after seeing Chesty come in last night and putting five goals up against Grubauer in, in the Colorado Avalanche? What do you think, KD? As I said it before, they're going to lose tomorrow night. <laughs> they're going to lose. That's just the way. That's just no. the way it goes around here. No. I, I, I've they're accepted. The Devils. I've accepted it. No, this oh. is. They're going to lose. Come so, St. <laughs> Louis, we're going to crush them, or we're going to get crushed. One of the best oh, no, teams we're gonna, in the league. No, no, we're going to beat them. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, buddy. If your prediction comes through again. I'm going to have to do something special for you. I don't know what it is. But, uh, <laughs> I'm still waiting for my McKegg jersey. I, I'm, way, I've so. just got the, I've got the second G almost done. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Jersey. <laughs> by the way, uh, by the way, and I, I know we're, we're trying to wrap things up here, but what, time, is, buddy. what is going on with the Leia Sanderson situation, by the way? It, it is getting sort of I, out I, of control. At I this hear point. he needs a podiatrist. <laughs> yeah, I. And even beyond that, I mean, you know, now he's he's talking about how he was potentially bullied and and there's some mental health issues going on now. And this has really gotten, you know, I think his quote was like, it's good to be home and feel safe. Like, wow. Like what? And, and, you know, we sort of joke. We're joking around coming into it. But, you know, it's getting into a, a serious, strange sort of place here that he's making these sort of. I don't know if they're accusations just yet, but that that there was something uh, going on there that seems sort of odd, whether it, you know, and again, the bullying thing, you know, after what we saw, you know, last month with, you know, Babcock and and uh, Crawford and, and everything else with with the, the coaches, you know, physically, um, you know, hitting some of the, some of the players. You know, I wonder, did, did something like that sort of happen or, you know, verbal abuse or was it a teammate? Like, I'm I'm floored by, by some of the quotes that I saw from this kid. Well, remember this. He is the kid who took a silver medal and tossed it into the crowd. And that's probably not one of the most, you know, I don't know, stable things to do. Uh, as far as, you know, being in sports, no matter how hard you are, and, and hockey is probably the most passionate game out there. I don't know what his background is as far as how he was raised and his home situation and, and how he, you know, got through to, you know, uh, you know, making his way through the steps to get become an NHL player and then landing on the on the New York Rangers roster. So 
if you if you sit back and, and I guess we'll just honestly have to wait, KD, KD and, and see what other reports come out because you're talking about the rest of the team. You haven't I haven't seen or heard anything yet. Going, oh, that guy's crazy. I don't know what he's talking about. You know, whether it's you know other guys on the team right now that that might say something like that. Obviously, uh, it doesn't always work out for everybody on the team. It's uh, that's just the way it is. You know it too. Is just being a, a former player, no matter what level uh, you know you play at, uh, things just don't work out. But um, it's 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 definitely weird. If it gets any weirder, um, that'll just be kind of like uh, you know surprising to to hear. Uh, hopefully this is the end of it. He's home. He's just chirping away a little bit, and who knows? He maybe he got some bad news, KD. That we're you know as far as his his future is going to be concerned, and and sometimes people like that, if they can't take their own responsibility for their mistakes, are going to project or they're going to blame somebody else. Because like you said, there was some quirky stuff that he said in in the interview, and it just for a guy who plays in the National Hockey League has made it to that level. Uh, it's kind of really way out of bounds. But I, I think there's more of the story that's going to come out, KD. Yeah, I mean, I, and I don't want to jump to any conclusions either here. I mean, obviously, you know, I, I think the Rangers are going to at some point have to address this. I, I think one of the members of the media may have mentioned it to Quinn or asked him about it. And I think he dodged the question a bit. But at some point, I mean, it's out there now, you know, whether or not, you know, what Anderson is saying is true or overblown or or, or whatever. You know, it is definitely a, a, a concerning situation where, you know, someone is discussing sort of their men, mental health. And, and, and it was almost sort of similar. I, you know, those are sort of the excuses or the, the reasonings that you were hearing with Kratzoff as well as, you know, that sort of, you know, not in a good spot mentally and needed to get home. And, and, and you know, it, 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 I don't know if the situations are similar because we don't know that much. But just to hear again, it's sort of a a mental issue and you know uh, you know I, I wonder what's going on there is it you know where there's smoke there's fire and and again I don't want to put any blame on the organization yet because we don't know what happened and it could be Anderson completely overblowing things but you know you you know you're hearing he was dealing with an injury and maybe the Rangers were trying to get him to sort of play through it you know and and there's a, a ton of rumors rampant as well so I, I you know I don't want to churn much of it but I, I saw people talking about you know something with painkillers now and and, and this and that so it's it's something that the Rangers at some point are going to have to address because look it's out there now and uh, they can't just ignore it uh, forever. So you know it, it's sort of turning into a bit of a soap opera here because you know when it first happened we just thought ah this guy's quitting on the team and he's he's unhappy he didn't get a chance but you know if it's now turning into a situation where he was being bullied by someone in the organization someone on the team someone you know. Whoever, it's uh, that that that's something that needs to be addressed and needs to be addressed immediately. We shall see. Uh, the Rangers had a uh, definitely their their uh, uh, a, a long list of characters who have played for this organization. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. But you know, from what I can see, and I'm sure you can see, KD, uh, the even through the tough times here with this team, uh, they seem to be a uh, a happy bunch uh, off the ice, on the ice. Uh, the Wolf Pack is playing very well. Uh, so to me, you know, if, if, if the Wolfpack was really in, in a bad uh, situation and the Rangers were worse than they are, if you kind of saw more of it in, in terms of the players, in terms of uh, how they might express themselves, uh, you know, off the ice, you might see that. But I don't I don't see it. So I think it's I think this is an individual situation right now. And uh, hopefully it'll work out. 
Yeah, and, and you might, and you know, you're probably right. And again, I don't want to jump to any assumptions on it, but you know, you didn't hear any complaints from Sestorkin or when Hedo was down there, or Lindgren and Kratzoff exactly. is back. And yep. Kratzoff is back. So if it really was some type of issue with him, I doubt he would come back. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, I'm interested to see how this, this definitely plays out. All right, buddy. Hey, you got a, a man crush uh, for the show today, Ranger, KD's Ranger Man Crush? What's the story? Um,. Yeah, I'll, I'll give my uh, my man crush to uh, to Brendan and Joe for being the first uh, guests ever on the uh, uh, Go Rangers Radio. I almost said we be Glee Blue podcast. Goodness, on the uh, Go <laughs> oh, Rangers. Oh, so it is. You did make <laughs> a deal with them. Cat, cat's out of the bag. Cat <laughs> is out of the bag. God damn it! Sorry, Paulie. <laughs> oh, um, so well, it's like those guys. I thought they did a good job back. today. Um, Nah, I think I want to give it to Brendan and Joe. All right. No, I'm not. I'm just saying. You know, no, I'm just. I'm just a little love too. All right. He did it. He did an okay job. I mean, he did let up three goals. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> That's my boy KD. Keep it real, baby. <laughs> Let's right, not once... get too crazy. He didn't pitch a shutout or anything. It's only one game. It's only one game. All right, Rangers going for their 21st and 22nd wins this weekend. Me and Katie will be back on the other side afterwards. Maybe we'll get a quick cast minute before next Wednesday. Once again, big thanks to Brendan and Joe from We Bleed Blue. Follow them, weebleeblue.com. Do the whole thing. Buy the shirts. Uh, the guys are great. KD, say goodnight to the folks, buddy. Good night, folks. All right. See you next time. Until then, let's go, Rangers!